Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast for Mabella Presbyterian Church. Trust that you're all keeping uh, safe and well through these weeks. Uh, this, is a, this is a recorded podcast for Tuesday, the 8th of December. As we continue uh, to worship God through this Advent season, we recognize the joy it is to come together in his name and uh, to know of everlasting promises found in our Lord Jesus. As we begin this evening, let me just uh, give you a couple uh, of quick announcements. We are delighted uh, to be given the news last week that we are able to open our church building again uh, for Sunday worship. Uh, This Sunday, the 13th of December, our church doors will be open uh, by quarter past 10, uh, and our service will begin at 11. If you are hoping to go to that service, uh, then please let Brian know before five o'clock on Friday evening. It is important uh, that we uh, are aware of how many people will be coming to our building uh, so we can uh, put seats out appropriately uh, at appropriate distance for people to come to the service. And also, as I've said before in that service, uh, we will be having an act of communion Uh, as a church family. Um, So please keep that in mind also uh, and let Brian know before five o'clock on Friday if you're hoping to attend the service. Please keep an eye out also on our YouTube channel. There is a little video uh, available to tell you a little bit more about what communion, the act of communion is going to look like in our service uh, this coming Sunday as well. And it'd be good for you to have a look at that before coming to church on Sunday. Also this Sunday, uh, the Belfast City Mission Christmas Appeal, uh, we have been given to it over the last number of years, and this Sunday is an opportunity for you to bring stuff for that appeal. Uh, There will be a place that you can leave your gifts and donations uh, for the Belfast City Mission, so please keep that in mind uh, for this Sunday too. Also, we have uh, our Christmas services, a list of Christmas services coming up, um, so please keep them in mind. Uh, uh, You can get them on our newsletter, and also uh, it will be posted on our Facebook page, the list of our Christmas services too. Another little service uh, that we want to keep in mind is our carol service on Sunday the 20th of December. Um, It is important that uh, you pre-book for that service if you're wanting to come to it also. Uh, Please let Brian know again by Friday the 18th of December at 5pm if you're wanting to attend the carol service. As we come to worship God this evening in this Advent season, let me bring you some words again from Hebrews chapter 1. Starting from verse 3, it tells us, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he had inherited is superior to theirs. We come before the one who is worthy of our worship this evening. The one who, as we come to recognize the truths that he is showing us, we may know that joy, 
we may know uh, the, our need of him in our lives. As we think of this, let us come now to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can look to you this evening for our hope in life. We can recognize, Lord, that in you there is an everlasting promise that will never weaken or fade away. You, Lord, are the one who is worthy of all of our praise. And as we come together this evening, as we look to prepare, Lord, uh, for this Advent time, we pray, Lord, that our eyes are fixed on you, that that awareness, Lord, of your power and your glory is seen in all that we may uh, look to do in our lives. Heavenly Father, we approach you this evening, recognizing how easily it is for us, Lord, to fall away from you, to look to the things, Lord, all around us that will take our attention, that will take uh, the, our joy. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that, that we may look to glorify you through these things. Lord, that we may look to you for our hope in life. Take away those things in our lives, Lord, that are not of you. Help us, Lord, to continue to see your power and your glory in all that we may do. And Lord, we pray this evening that for that awareness of forgiveness that is found in Jesus' name, for that cleansing, Lord, that we need to know, Lord, of you walking in our lives each day. For, Lord, it is you that we come before this evening to know of your hand working in our lives, to know of what it means, Lord, to rest in you in every way. Heavenly Father, we ask this evening, as we uh, approach your name, that we may have that awareness, Lord, of what it means uh, to seek you in every way. And we ask this now, in the name and the, the power of Jesus. Amen. Well, as we come uh, to worship God this evening, we're going to begin with our first item of praise uh, entitled, Come and See the Saviour. of the maker lying in a manger angels fill the sky singing in the night glory on high come and see the savior heaven's invitation sing glory on high Sing glory on high Come see heaven's invitation Come and see the Savior Hope of all creation 
for the nations Mercy for the strangers Taken by surprise Shepherds see the sign And worship the Lamb Come and see the Savior Hope of all creation Come and see the Savior Promise of the ages Perfect gift from heaven Given now to save us Following the star Wise men from afar Pour out their praise Come and see the Savior Promise of the ages And pour out your praise And pour out your praise And pour out your praise Come see heaven's invitation As we come to God's word this evening, can I invite you uh, to open uh, in Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 67, uh, and we're going to read from 60, verse 67 down to verse 79. This past Sunday, we were looking at that story of Zechariah uh, and the angel coming uh, to speak to him about uh, the son that uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth would have, John the Baptist. And as uh, Zechariah faltered in his faith and did not believe what God was going to do, he was uh, muted and he, uh, was, he was listening to what God was saying. And here now we hear of uh, Zechariah speaking once more, holding this uh, son in his arms. Let's read God's word from Luke chapter 1, verse 67 to 79. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, 
to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Here we end the reading of God's word this evening. Let us come to God in prayer as we think about this passage. Heavenly Father, as we look to you, we recognise, Lord, uh, of our deep need of you and working in our lives. And as we look to this passage this evening, as we look at Zechariah, look, pro- proclaiming what you're doing, help that sink into our lives, to know of your power, to know of what it means to seek you in every way. And we ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, continuing on a little bit from Sunday, uh, we're going to think a little bit more uh, about John the Baptist and what his ministry looked like. Before the angel Gabriel visited Mary, he had visited Zechariah two nights that his wife had fall pregnant and that their son John would grow up to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 17 of chapter 1. To prepare people for the Lord. As we think this Advent time, what better thing that we could do than prepare ourselves for the Lord? To wait on him, to take this Advent time to recognize the truth of the Christmas message and what it means. Zacharias sang about his son as he lay in his arms. And it's a song whose first line contains two words that lie at the heart of the Christmas message. And these two words are come and redeemed. He sings that God has come into this world. God has moved into the neighborhood. He has come to be among his creation. That is what is happening at Christmas as we recognize Jesus born. And why has he come into this world? Why would he uh, leave uh, his his holy place to come into the world? He's come to redeem it. Redemption is an act of providing a payment to free someone. And Zachariah is explaining God's work in this present situation, and he does it by referencing God's work in the past. In, the most, in one of the, the biggest stories in the Old Testament, we see God uh, redeeming his people from slavery in Egypt. The Exodus uh, has happened uh, many, many years before Zechariah held a baby in his arms. But it is a rich truth of what God has done in Israel beforehand. 
God's people were stuck in Egypt, enslaved by Pharaoh. Yet God acts. God shows his power to this enemy king. And as the plagues continue, we see how this earthly king is weakened. And we see how God's power is seen. And God's people are freed from it. They are released from their slavery, free to follow God. What does this have to do with Zechariah? What does it have to do with the Christmas message? Well, everything. Zechariah is telling us God is redeeming people all over again, not from enslavement to an Egyptian king, but from enslavement to their own sin. Enslavement, Christmas means a redemption from our sin. We need forgiveness of sins. Literally, to sin means to miss the mark. Everyone throws and misses when it comes to glorifying, recognizing, pleasing, loving and following the God who made us, who sustains us, who gives us everything that we have. Sin spoils everything in our lives, but this spoiltness is not the most serious aspect of our sin, because sin has crippled our ability to know God and to live with him. We can't know God, we can't make our way back to God because we are trapped in our sin, enslaved by it. We are stuck being separated from God, both in present and our eternal future. There was a song that the well-known singer Sting sung with these words. Everyone I know is lonely, and God's so far away, and my heart belongs to no one, so now sometimes I pray. Please take the space between us and fill it up some way. Sin is our greatest problem because it separates us from the God whom we are made to know and designed to enjoy. But in another way, the truth about sin is it is also our greatest insight because it explains life as we experience it. It explains why we may feel lost, why we do not feel complete, why we search for things for fulfillment. Here, as we recognize the truth of Christmas, we recognize the God acting on our behalf to bring true fulfillment to our life, everlasting fulfillment. For a wrong has been done. A hurt has been caused. The mark has been missed. As we look to our lives that fall short of God's glory, we recognize somebody is going to have to pay in order to put things right. Someone would have to bear the cost. And the problem that confronts us is that we are unable to rectify the situation. We have to pay a price unless someone comes from outside who does not share our predicament 
and who can pay the price to free us from the consequences of our action. When it comes to our sin, that someone can that someone can only be God Himself. We need God to come, and we need God to help. And this brings us back to Zechariah, because he is singing about the truth that God has done just that. God has turned up. He has come into our world, and he has turned up to redeem us, to pay the price, to bear the cost of freeing us and restoring us so that we can know him and live with him again forever. At the heart of understanding the first Christmas, And why it is such good news? It is understanding the nature of our predicament. And it involves accepting the nature of sinfulness, our sinfulness, and the seriousness of it. God did not come merely to help us put bits and pieces of our lives together in a way that gives us wholeness and stability. He did not come to provide a little religious energy that, we, that will make us nicer people. He did not even come just to make our lives happier. He came because we were drowning, pulled down by the weight of our sin, miles from shore. And we need someone to reach down their hand, to grasp ours and to pull us to safety and to take us to the shore. And this is what God is able to do. As Zechariah shows us in the song, he knows that his son John will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give us people the knowledge of salvation, of rescue through the forgiveness of their sins. He knows that John will spend his life saying, hold on, God is coming and God will rescue you. And so Zechariah sings, just as everyone who grasped what God was doing at the first Christmas sings. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. As we look to the truths of Christmas, do you know the God who has come, the God who is able to redeem you? As we look to Jesus, take those steps to understand who he is and what it means to follow him. As we think of this, we're going to listen to our second item of praise entitled, You Bring Peace.
bring joy in the midst of our grief. You're the light that shines in our darkness. You bring hope when we struggle to see. we come to the end of our podcast this evening uh, we're going to take some time now in prayers for others we want to continue uh, to remember many who are dealing with ill health at this time Uh, we want to pray for those who uh, are uh, dealing with so much uncertainty in our lives at this time and as we look to come together in Jesus name this evening let us pray for one another that we may know that the joy of Jesus through this Advent time. As we uh, come to prayer, I want to read these words from Psalm 51, verses 10 to 12, which tell us, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. With these words in mind, let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we look to you this evening. 
as we uh, come uh, together as a body uh, of your people, we recognize, Lord, the um, need we have of you in our lives. We look um, to serve and to honor you with all that we may do. But we recognize, firstly, it is about what you have done. It is about how you have changed our lives. How you have come into this world and you have redeemed it. You have redeemed our broken lives and we thank you for that. Lord, as we uh, come together this evening, we are so aware, Lord, of, of sin that can so easily entangle, of brokenness all around us. And Lord, we lift up to you those who are dealing with great difficulties at this time. Lord, we want to continue to remember those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. We want to pray, Lord, for those who deal, are dealing with ill health at this time. And Lord, we lift up to you those who are dealing with great uncertainty through these days also. For Lord, you are the one, Lord, who can bring clarity to every situation. You are the one, Lord, who brings hope. And Lord, you will bring rest and comfort to every hurt, to every brokenness that will happen. And we thank you, Lord, uh, that we can look to you this evening for answers, that we can look to you for the one, Lord, who we may rest in in every way. Lord, we long for you to work in our lives, to speak into your hearts and minds, to direct us to the things of you. And Lord, as we think this Advent time, Lord, a time of waiting, a time, Lord, uh, to slow down. Lord, help us to know of what it means to wait on you, to take time in your word, to take time in prayer for others, to take time, Lord, uh, to bring our hearts before you, to meditate on the things of you. Lord, help us to enjoy you, to know, Lord, of what it means to rest in your mighty arms. Heavenly Father, we want to lift up to you the plans that we have uh, for these coming weeks, the plans, Lord, um, to get in touch with loved ones, the plans, Lord, uh, to um, continue uh, to uh, honour one another through the strangeness of these times. And Lord, we pray for that great sense of peace that the plans that we have put in place are of you, that we may look to glorify you throughout. Heavenly Father, we ask all these things now, in the great and in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Please do uh, look out uh, for the little video on YouTube talking about this Sunday uh, for our act of communion. We'll close this evening with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.